It's time for Coach's Corner here with Coach Aaron Vogelai on the line. Joining me, David Stearns here. Coach, a couple of uh, interesting wins this past weekend. You guys took to the road and went down to Southern Virginia. And what a way to pretty much uh, haul it in there at the last minute in the uh, ranking period. Yeah, it was a. I mean, that weekend's always fun. You know, you go down to Roanoke and then also over to Liberty and play two extremely tough teams. And, you know, this, we get the same result we got uh, this past weekend. We have the last three years and a, and a nice Virginia sweep. So I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, a lot of uh, fun there at that Virginia Tech uh, at the Roanoke Civic Center. Uh, had the privilege of calling that one. Replay is available on YouTube.com slash Cross Ice Feed. Uh, this one was... Uh, it was fun to watch. I mean, you guys had uh, the one nothing lead uh, late in the first, and then next thing you know it, you're up 2-1 to one at the end of the second, but uh, they found a tying goal halfway through the third period, and next thing you know it, you have to take it all the way to a shootout. Uh, talk about the dynamic of this one. I mean, number two ranked Virginia Tech in Virginia Tech's home barn. Uh, what was it like going into this one and how it played out for you? You know, it's always it's always a nice hostile environment when you go into Virginia Tech. They've got a great fan base, uh, great arena to play in. It's uh, that arena is a little bit warmer than than most arenas that we get a chance to play in. So it definitely gives a new atmosphere. The locker rooms are about 90 degrees. So you know they do their best of you know of home cooking it a little bit longer intermissions. I think they're about 21 minutes in length. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, we we, we knew we had to get out uh, on top early. Um, and we did that. We were able to find the back of the net. And, uh, you know, but Virginia Tech is Virginia Tech. They're going to keep battling back. They're not number two for no reason. So they're a very good hockey team, very good defensively. They they know all the bounces in their own rink. Um, so it was, a, it was a great contest. And we had a, you know, marquee spot to take a 3-1 lead with two minutes left in the, in the second period. And, you know, it's probably made a coaching a coaching mistake on my part, but uh, oh. you know, I didn't, I didn't exactly know the way that the Virginia Tech uh, referees were going to call that one. So I went <laughs> by the, I went by the book of, you know, how it was supposed to be done. Didn't know they were going to do something different, but uh, kind of backfired on us a little bit. It was nice to score on the penalty shot, but you know, our power play's got to be able to cash in there. That's a big moment. We need to start burying those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a, we had a, we had a bad mental breakdown on a four on four opportunity and they ended up tying the game and you get two games or two teams that are as evenly matched as we are with two goaltenders that are as evenly matched as they are. You know, it, it, it was ironic that it came down to a shootout and so far we're, uh, we're pretty darn good at those. Uh, a couple of highlight moments uh, I want to talk about, and I want you—I want to—I want to hear your input on these. Uh, first off, the DJ Fadler goal from the blue line. What did you see from your perspective? I mean, from up top, you know, we didn't see what we were told was happening on the ice. There, it, it took a bounce. Is that—is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's one of those ironic hockey plays. You know, DJ Fadler gives a, a bad turnover in his own zone and. Drago kind of bails him out, and then you know DJ ends up with the puck on a stick going into the zone. A couple seconds after that, and takes a, a kind of a little wicked knuckleball slap shot, and it bounced right before right before it got to Detweiler and just hopped right over his pad. So <laughs> it was just one of those kind of freaky things. But you know DJ hasn't scored in a while, and you know he was he was he's been number two on our team, been yeah. goal scored for a long time. So it was nice to kind of get him get him off the snide, so to speak. 
Yeah, as is appropriate of a goal call I can come out with uh, the first time, the best time in a long time. I mean, what a what a great way to start the hockey game, going up one nothing into the first intermission on the road in a hostile environment. I mean, that was just a wild shot and a, uh, a great way. And uh, let's say that the superstitions were really in high gear up in the broadcast booth, too. Um, so moving forward, uh, obviously a mad scramble in, uh, in front of the net there in Drago's territory in the second period, and then an immediate answer back from Durante. Talk about that quick kind of response you guys put together after that uh, seemingly chaotic scene in front of Drago. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I thought we had played pretty well up to that point, and you know, whenever you give up a goal, is usually a big turning point in the game, and teams can either hold their heads, you know, hang their heads a little lower, or they can kind of get picked up by it. And the the general consensus on the bench after they scored that mad, mad scramble goal was, guys, it's status quo. I mean, we've we've dominated the game so far, and we've played extremely well. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. We're gonna get our opportunities, and we'll bury one in. Lo and behold, Bloom had a great rush up the ice, and Atkinson went to the net like he's supposed to and took the defender with him, and they, they forgot all about Durante on the back door. Bloom found him, and Detweiler didn't have a shot at it. Yeah, that that was quite a setup there and a, a great response to uh, what could have brought you guys down. And, uh, you know, this uh, the, the tying goal halfway through the third period, uh, you said it was kind of a failure on a four-on-four but uh, how much credit do you give to Zach Walls there? Just you know, he was left open there at the slot, but that shot was just a laser. I mean, Drago couldn't get the glove up fast enough. Uh, is he one of the key reasons why Virginia Tech is on a tear along with Alex Smith? Yeah, well, there's no doubt. Zach Waltz is a uh, is a heck of a hockey player. I got the privilege of being able to coach him at the All Star Challenge, and I don't think I really uh, understood exactly how good he was until I had a chance to watch him game in and game out. Uh, he is a really, really special hockey player, and you know you just can't leave those kind of players, you know, alone in the slot. And he didn't have anybody ten feet around him, so um, you know it's very difficult to beat Drago over the glove, especially if he sees the shot coming and Walls beat him clean. It was a it was a heck of a hockey shot by a by a great hockey player. I know I'm going down the the goal by goal here in the in the opportunity by opportunity, but uh, uh, let's talk here about uh, that gigantic save in the shootout on Doug McDonald <laughs> by John Drago, catching it Miller-style with, uh, Ryan Miller-style with the paddle, and then swinging across and kicking it out as kind of like a, a cherry on the top. Talk a little bit about that save from your perspective. I mean, there's not much that can be said about Drago in, in shootouts. Um, you know, he, uh, he He's just a special individual when it comes to these things. Uh, he's very difficult to beat. He's, he's, he's lightning quick, and McDonald gave him all the credit in the world. He put a heck of a move on Drago, uh, and he had him beat. He really did, and I'll, uh, I think even Johnny will, will say that, that he had him beat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he went to he went to the backhand, and Drago kind of guessed wrong, but at the last second, kind of stuck out the paddle and got a little bit of wood on it, and then it went off the post. So I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was it was pretty phenomenal. It uh, it's not a save that. Um, I don't think any other goaltender uh, makes in this in that situation, but uh, I think McDonald was extremely surprised that that puck didn't go in the net. <laughs> but um, you know, we're we're pretty thankful it did. 
Yeah, stick, post, pad, and done. And then you guys went with, uh, well, obviously beforehand, uh, you went with Rafferty. Talk about the three choices uh, you, you had out there, Rafferty, Atkinson, and Bloom. Uh, any special reasons why these players, obviously two out of the three of them scored, but uh, what were you looking for, and did uh, obviously did Atkinson and Bloom deliver your, and meet your expectations? Um, well, I mean, this, this was the first shootout we've been in, and it hasn't had Sean O'Connor. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've always had a great lineup of three guys. I mean, way back when it was Sean O'Connor, Dan Durante, and Eric Becker. Mm. Um, I mean, that was a threesome that nobody could stop. I mean, Sean O'Connor has a move that no goaltenders ever even come close to making a save on. Um, Durante is as good as they get around the net, and Becker is maybe the best uh, individual hockey player I've had the I've had the privilege of coaching with with his hands. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a special and. Uh, and now I, I was left without Sean O'Connor. Um, so I could have gone a couple different ways, given DJ Fadler his shot. Uh, Zach Tracy's been on a tear lately um, with shootouts. I mean, something that we practice at the end of every Monday practice. So you kind of get a look, and Rat's been, Rat's been doing well. Rat's got a great set of hands and some and a nice arsenal of moves in, it, in his, his repertoire. So, mm-hmm. um, and we went with Rat and... Um, you know, he, he, made, he made a movie he had Detweiler beat, but with the way the ice was at the end of the game, yeah. puck kind of rolled off his stick a little bit and the shot went wide. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Atkinson, another kid that's got really, really <laughs> fat, really fast hands and has ways of opening holes on a goaltender. And it's really hard to turn away from, from Captain Duck. So, you know, I mean, Bloomer has been the heart and soul of this team and will continue to be. And, you know, you get a chance to put, put a game on the line is, you want the puck on his stick. So, and that's kind of where we went with it. And Addy made a great move, opened up that Weiler and, um, you know, just ripped one between the wickets and Bloom, Bloom found a hole on that Weiler's glove side and ripped it home. Well, it was a fantastic finish and a highly entertaining game. And, uh, talk a little bit about the momentum that came off of that one going into Liberty. I mean, you guys had to have been hyped up and just ready to go, uh, just traveling down the road and just uh, <laughs> going into a different environment, so to speak, when you put the two up to each other. Um, what what was it like leading up to Liberty? No, well, I think I think the guys kind of realized the the specialness of, of of that weekend, especially after the, the Virginia Tech uh, win. Um, so they um, you know they really hunkered down as after the game and kind of reflected a little bit and said, you know, guys, this is only halfway over. So we've got another big one tomorrow night. We've got a little bit more revenge. Liberty handed, handed us a loss in our building. It's time for us to hand them a loss in theirs. And, you know, by the time, by, by the time game, it was a long day Saturday with the travel and kind of waiting for game time to come around. But once it, once it was there, you know, boys were ready to play. So, um, you know, it, we got a nice treat and seeing, you know how the best in the country do it. Um, we 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 got to we got to watch the number three ranked D1 team uh, Liberty versus the number one D1 team Arizona State, and just exactly how good teams can really be. I mean, Arizona State is phenomenal, and that's not taking anything away from Liberty's team. They're extremely good too, but Arizona State might be just a class of their own. They they showed us exactly why. They they've won 25 or 26 games in a row. They were they are a phenomenal hockey team. So that kind of got the guys in the mood, and then we uh, we took to the ice and got a power play, literally right uh, probably 13 seconds into the game. 
and um, you no, know, they, they, you know, our power play wasn't uh, wasn't exactly the sharpest thing on uh, on Friday night in Virginia Tech, but it was on uh, in Liberty on Saturday night as you know Bloom drew a crowd at the top of the key and dished off to Tracy, and he ripped it home. So it was one nothing less than two minutes into the game, and mm-hmm. kind of set the tone a little bit. So. Um, it was one nothing after one, and they get a you know a mad scramble in front of the net again, kind of deja vu. Yeah, sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, you know we 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 answer with another goal, so it was two one after two, and uh, we kind of found ourselves in you know again um, you know deja vu in, in, in territory we knew about mm-hmm. you know after the second period and. So we, we we took to it again. They they tied it up, and um, you know, and again Zach Tracy just will you know on, on a mad rush, um, you know just showcasing his speed walked right around the defenseman on the far side and found a hole on Kerry Byron and slammed it home to make it three to make it three two. So you know and that was with about I think four and a half minutes left. So like, again we were in control of our own destiny in a in a visitor's barn and. Uh, and we kind of got everything all grouped together, and they took a timeout, and with uh, they pulled the goalie, I think, with a, a minute 30 left in the game, and you know they had a shot out from the point, and it was tipped up high and kind of found its way onto one of the docks that are sticks, and he just slammed it home, and Drago didn't have a didn't have a didn't have a prayer on it. So again, it was 3-3 going into overtime. We had to kill a big penalty, and. Um, and with their power play, that is a that's a special feat to be able to do. So uh, they they have the best power play in the conference. So mm-hmm. uh, minus maybe Penn State that we're going to get a chance to see this weekend. But um, I think they have the two, you know the two the two top power plays, Penn State and Liberty. So I think it was a good warm up for us for Penn State. But you know it's uh, we ended up killing it off, and again deja vu. We go to a sh- we go to a shootout with Liberty. How did that oh. one shake down for you? Like, go through that one because, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if anyone had a chance to watch. It was on uh, their feed, but uh, I don't know if they have a replay available anywhere. Oh, they they decided to go first, and it was kind of a surprise to us. But talking to talking to their coach, uh, you know, they, well, they have a defenseman Huntington that does a really good job, kind of like Atkinson does, of having quick hands and being able to find a hole or mm-hmm. whatnot, and Drago shut him down pretty good. So with them deciding to go first, now we then we answered and we we went with the hot stick of uh, Zach Tracy and he he came down and ripped another one glove side and and uh, you know it, it went in so we were up one nothing and they came they came down and Drago made another save. Uh, it was always uh, Jordan Barstead, you know, one of their showcase you know high, highlight freshmen. He's a, he's a phenomenal hockey player and. Uh, and Drago shut him down. So it was up to Atkinson with a chance to win it. And um, for the first time all year, he uh, he decided to shoot instead of making a move and just didn't get the puck high enough, I didn't think. Uh-huh. I, think he had, I think he had an opening, but um, Byron made a made a nice kick save on him. So stayed 1-0 uh, one, one us, and they put the hands into their cap. They put the puck into the hands of their captain, uh, Brad Dockstetter, and he, he hit one off of the post and in to tie that one. And again, when the, when the game's on the line, you want the puck on captain Bloom's stick. And <laughs> he came down and 
you know, he did his normal, you know, speed up, slow down technique where he has so many different options and Kerry gave him an option and he went barred down with a shot up and over the glove and for the second night in a row we won in a shootout in enemy territory and it was just a phenomenal atmosphere. It was <laughs> uh, just a great feeling and, you know, for the third consecutive year, I mean, yeah, we might not have won in, in, in regulation like some other teams have, but it was a win in our book, and we'll take it every chance we get. And leave it to Bloomer, the captain, to lock it down in both shootouts. That's something else. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was probably one of the more memorable trips that we've had, and you know, I think our team really grew as a team this uh, this past weekend, and you know, hopefully it continues going through this next weekend with Penn State and moving forward into playoffs and regionals and such. Yeah, you're not playing them on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, right? This year you're going to no. opt to go Saturday, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we made sure we don't make that mistake. It didn't turn out too well for us. So, <laughs> well, let me let me just say, this, this game has um, huge implications for your program this year. I mean, it does. It's, 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 it could be... Uh, depending on how things shake out here in this final ranking period, it could be an auto bid or it could be three or four. Yeah, it could. I mean, I mean, there's, there's no, nobody really knows what the rankings are yet. They're not posted, but yeah. um, we, we know that Penn State, after the month that they just had, is is going to be up in that 2-3-4 matchup. We're hoping that we, even with some of our disappointments of this month, that we're still in that 2-3-4 yeah. you know, you know, outlook. So. Um, I think those, you know, I mean, you obviously, you know, Miami's is going to be up yeah, there as well. Yeah. So, you know, they're kind of the wild card. If I if I had to be a betting man or a guessing man, I'd probably say that Miami's going to be two, and yeah, and State Mass are going to be three and four. So it all just depends on if they if they look more on you know this this weekend where we we beat them in shootouts. Penn State did it a weekend before and beat them all, beat them both in regulation. Or do they look that we have the head, you know, heads up? You know, match up win versus Penn State at the end of the first rank or at the end of the first semester. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Penn State will be three and we'll be four. And Miami's got Michigan State this weekend, and we obviously have each other this weekend, mm-hmm. Penn State and the NBC. So there's a lot of hot, good hockey to be played. But at the end of the day, it's it's another hockey game, and we got to do what we need to do, and can't worry about the rankings. The rankings are going to take care of themselves, no matter which way you shake it. So. You know, the only thing we we have control of is going out and doing, you know, what we're supposed to be doing: locking down the neutral zone, playing good defense, capitalizing on power play opportunities, and being able to shut their very explosive power play down. So, you know, we've got a lot of things to worry about other than just you know where we're going to fall in the rankings. And if we got to go back to Lynchburg for regionals, then we'll do that. And if we're lucky enough to not have to do that, you know, then I'll uh, I'll say an extra prayer or something. But you know, it's uh, it's going to be a great finish to the to the season. We're looking forward to it, and it's going to be a great matchup on Saturday. That's for sure. Now, what is the uh, big concern? The biggest concern you'll have uh, about this matchup? I mean, in the um, in the first matchup between you and Penn State, there was uh, one of the periods where you only notched one or two shots on goal. Um, is that a concern? I mean, is their defensive lockdown a concern of yours? What is the one thing that you need to change? I mean, obviously you guys took the win, but in order to make it a convincing win this time around, what is the one thing that you are going to be prepared for this time around? I think there's a lot of things we got we have to do better. Um, we got to break out of our own zone, which we've been a, you know a lot better at the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We they got us in a major struggle period of being able to get out of our own zone, so. 
we've made a we've made a couple of really good adjustments and haven't haven't had as many difficulties getting out of our own zone as of late. So that's going to be a huge help to us. That was one thing that they really fed off of, and we got to get ready for a a real hard um, and you know and, and physical forecheck that Penn State gives. Uh, I think we got to do a better job in the neutral zone, being able to attack them and not not just sit back and and take rush after rush and. You know, I think we've got to do a better job in the offensive zone of being able to set up cycles and find that guy through the slot. We know what they want to do. We we know what their tendencies are. Now, we, now we've got to take their tendencies and hopefully uh, be able to shut down their top guns because Lewis and Urban are going to be very difficult to contain, especially on the fast ice that we have at, at Racerstown. So it's going to be a great challenge for us. But you know, I think the way that we're coming together as a team and as long as they continue to do what they do, we should be all right. All right. Well, any final thoughts before going into the weekend against Penn State? No, just really looking forward to it. I mean, there's such a there's such a huge mutual respect between these two teams. I mean, the coaching staffs obviously know each other. Uh, I mean, Rep Banking used to be on my staff at UMBC, and him and I have been friends for a good couple of years. Um, you know, Lewis and Urban and Bloom and Drago and Tracy all played on the All Star Challenge together. So, you know, there's a there's a nice camaraderie uh, between the two teams, and you know, for the last couple of years, it's been Penn State and UMBC, you know, in the championship game in the league. Minus last year, obviously it was Virginia Tech, but mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years before that, there's there's just a real nice rivalry. There's a game you called versus these two teams the last time Benkin was the head coach at regionals, so mm-hmm. you know, we ended up, we ended up winning that game oh, and going yeah. to nationals, and <laughs> so there's a nice little rivalry. We had the brawl for it all the following year, and. It's just a, it's just going to be a great matchup, and you know they got the best of us last year, so I'm hoping that we can uh, return the favor and get the best of them this year, and then we'll let the cards fall where they may. So just really looking forward to a good weekend of hockey. Well, at least you don't have the Ravens in a Super Bowl or anything to distract this time, so. <laughs> well, which is true. Which is true. <laughs> I had to throw that jab out there. Uh, no, and I appreciate it. Yep. Well, good luck, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good, sir. I really appreciate it. All right, that's Coach Aaron Vogelai for the UMBC Retrievers taking on Penn State this weekend for a uh, in a pivotal matchup, uh, deciding on the rankings for this ranking period as we have yet to find out what shook out in the last ranking period. So we'll catch up with Coach next week, so stay tuned, everybody. And as always, don't stop believing. Take care.